Chapter Five of Anna Karenina, Book Seven by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Marianne. At the concert in the afternoon, two very interesting things were performed. One was a fantasia, King Lear. The other was a quartet dedicated to the memory of Bach. Both were new and in the new style, and Levin was eager to form an opinion of them. After escorting his sister-in-law to her stall. He stood against a column and tried to listen as attentively and conscientiously as possible. He tried not to let his attention be distracted and not to spoil his impression by looking at the conductor in a white tie waving his arms, which always disturbed his enjoyment of music so much, or the ladies in bonnets with strings carefully tied over their ears, and all these people either thinking of nothing at all or thinking of all sorts of things except the music. He tried to avoid meeting musical connoisseurs or talkative acquaintances, and stood looking at the floor straight before him, listening. But the more he listened to the fantasia of King Lear, the further he felt from forming any definite opinion of it. There was, as it were, a continual beginning, a preparation of the musical expression of some feeling, but it fell to pieces again directly, breaking into new musical motives. Or simply nothing but the whims of the composer, exceedingly complex but disconnected sounds, and these fragmentary musical expressions, though sometimes beautiful, were disagreeable, because they were utterly unexpected and not led up to by anything. Gaiety and grief, and despair and tenderness and triumph, followed one on another without any connection, like the emotions of a madman, and those emotions, like a madman's. Sprang up quite unexpectedly. During the whole of the performance, Levin felt like a deaf man watching people dancing, and was in a state of complete bewilderment when the fantasia was over, and felt a great weariness from the fruitless strain of his attention. Loud applause resounded on all sides. Everyone got up, moved about, and began talking. Anxious to throw some light on his own perplexity from the impressions of others, Levin began to walk about. Looking for connoisseurs, and was glad to see a well-known musical amateur in conversation with Petsov, whom he knew. Marvelous, Petsov was saying in his mellow bass. How are you, Konstantin Dmitrievich? Particularly sculpturesque and plastic, so to say, and richly coloured is that passage where you feel Cordelia's approach, where woman, das ewig Wiebliche, enters into conflict with fate, isn't it? You mean, what has Cordelia to do with it? Levin asked timidly, forgetting that the fantasia was supposed to represent King Lear. Cordelia comes in. See here," said Petsov, tapping his finger on the satiny surface of the program he held in his hand and passing it to Levin. Only then Levin recollected the title of the fantasia and made haste to read in the Russian translation the lines from Shakespeare that were printed on the back of the program. You can't follow it without that," said Petsov, addressing Levin, as the person he had been speaking to had gone away, and he had no one to talk to. In the entr'acte, Levin and Petsov fell into an argument upon the merits and defects of music of the Wagner school. Levin maintained that the mistake of Wagner and all his followers lay in their trying to take music into the sphere of another art, just as poetry goes wrong when it tries to paint a face. As the art of painting ought to do, and as an instance of this mistake, he cited the sculptor who carved in marble 
certain poetic phantasms flitting around the figure of the poet on the pedestal. These phantoms were so far from being phantoms that they were positively clinging on the ladder, said Levin. The comparison pleased him, but he could not remember whether he had not used the same phrase before, and to Petsov, too, and as he said it he felt confused. Petsov maintained that art is one, and that it can attain its highest manifestations only by conjunction with all kinds of art. The second piece that was performed Levin could not hear. Petsov, who was standing beside him, was talking to him almost all the time, condemning the music for its excessive affected assumption of simplicity, and comparing it with the simplicity of the pre-Raphaelites in painting. As he went out, Levin met many more acquaintances, with whom he talked of politics, of music, and of common acquaintances. Among others he met Count Ball, whom he had utterly forgotten to call upon. "'Well, go at once, then,' Madame Lavna said, when he told her. "'Perhaps they'll not be at home, and then you can come to the meeting to fetch me. You'll find me still there.'" End of chapter 5